Welcome to Help from Future Self. Hello, Archons. Welcome to Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. I'm your host, Sydney, and this week I have one of my best Keyforge friends here with me, Nick, otherwise known as Drascore. Hey, Drascore, how you doing? Hey, good, Sydney. How are you? I am fantastic. I am so excited that you're here with me today because today we're going to be talking a little bit about playing under pressure. And this is something that I have definitely not experienced as much as you. Playing under pressure usually comes along with like getting very far in a tournament or playing for any type of stakes or, you know, having any other type of pressure for any reason. And you are really good at getting really far into tournaments. And I'm just really excited to to hear all about your experience. But before we get into that, why don't you tell me and us and our listeners a little bit about yourself? Who are you, Drazcore? Oh, sure. Well, by the way, I feel like you're jinxing me by saying I get far into <laughs> tournaments. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm Drazcore. I'm one of the hosts on the Archon's Corner podcast. So if you guys haven't checked that out i definitely i definitely recommend my own podcast we're very different <laughs> we're a different feel than help from future self i'm just in some slowly ways. having each yeah. of the hosts of archon's corner on help from future like self it. i'm gonna eventually like it's my time travel goal to like take over your podcast ah super super <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, one of the hosts on Archon's Corner, and um, I'm also a uh, a member of Team SAS now. And um, uh, I don't. I've just been I've been in Nikki Forge since the beginning, but I was initially very casual early mm-hmm. on, and uh, I only went to my full full uh, first vault tour right towards the end. So it was actually the Pax Unplugged Philly vault tour was the first the first vault oh, I attended. Wow. So well, I was uh, where there. I met you, Sydney. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I that's where I got to, to hear your wonderful voice. And then the next time <laughs> that you and I met in person, I remember you were at, it was Pink Bunny Games right before Keyforge Live. And mm-hmm. I recognized your voice, but I didn't <laughs> put your voice with your face together because I think you had already joined Archon's, oh no, you, you had the podcast with Jupiter. And so I'd been listening right. to your podcast right. and I heard the voice and i was like looking around for who made that voice and it was you and i was i once i put two and two together i was just so excited that like two of my favorite people were actually like one of my favorite people it was so great <laughs> nice yeah yeah so doing that cast with jupiter was, was interesting because um uh, you know a bunch of folks that very first season of um the kfpl yeah um you know a bunch of folks were were invited in to try to try to jumpstart the um you know the league and mm-hmm. so uh one night he was yeah in the discord he was just like hey if anybody's on like we could play a game or whatever and i was like ah whatever who's this jupiter guy i don't know i jumped <laughs> in and we just started chatting and like two hours later he was like don't you want to be on a podcast with me i was like uh <laughs> maybe uh, sh- i don't know absolutely. i'll give it a try <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh yeah yeah so he really helped me get started with the uh the podcast stuff and now i have a real microphone and all Ooh, that fun exciting stuff, so. yeah, yeah yeah i've gone through a handful at different points in time right now i have one that's plugged into my computer and that one seems to have the least amount of problems so mm. it's great mm. 
But yeah, so you have played at a handful of in-person tournaments. How did you do at PAX Unplugged? Well, so <laughs> that's uh, so I, I won the sealed event there. Oh, um, did you now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, I, you know, I, it was lucky in some ways. Like, obviously, I, you know, I played well. I was happy with how I played and I was lucky to get a deck that fit my play style and had one of my favorite cards as the centerpiece, the uh, the transporter platform. Amazing. Um but if there's anything I would say that's like makes me smile a little bit, it's like, oh, that's the lowest SAS deck to ever win a vault tour. And we'll see if we can keep that keep that going. Absolutely so. impressive. So going into it was your first ever, you said big tournament. Like, what was your mindset going into it? The fact that you like were were never having done it before, what yeah. was your mindset? Just that I as many games as I won, that was more games than I expected to win because I hadn't yeah like I, I hadn't really played in any big tournament for for Keyforge before I, I played some other games like um I, I've actually gone a few times to the um the world board gaming championships Ooh. which um sounds very impressive but um <laughs> it's like outside Pittsburgh and um like you know how um baseball calls themselves the world series because they invite right. canada yeah it's, it's like the same thing like some canadian show-ups are like it's the world that's <laughs> the amazing. world series <laughs> the world board gaming championships so i had done some tournaments and stuff there but um um but i yeah, definitely you're... wasn't like a serious magic player or any card game player really you are pretty into board games right you've been playing yeah. you've played a lot of board games mm-hmm Yep. Yeah. Yep. So how does that like what was your experience with like competitive play before you got into Keyforge? Just just that. Just the and and like there's no cash prizes or whatever for for this these board game tournaments. It's just uh you know, you you show up, there's multiple heats um for these types of events and hey, if you do well enough in the in those early heats, you go to the semifinals and then you you know, win your table, you go to the final, you win the table, you win the thing. Like it's that wow. sort of format. Uh-huh. Um, and um, it, it's a lot of fun. Like I've always had fun just competing, like trying to win. Sure, and this yeah. is something I like. I play games with my kids a lot. I always try to encourage them to think about trying to win is fun. It's not the winning itself that is fun. Yeah, we're working on that right now with my uh, four-year-old, and we're, mm-hmm. we're getting there. Right now, it's uh, it's yeah. lots of games of chance. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played any HABA games or, or oh, yeah. had any HABA games for your kids, but they are very luck-based, and rightfully so. They're for two and three and four-year-olds. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, with a, a luck-based game, he, he wins about 50% of the time. So we, we have a good opportunity to learn about not winning. And um, I can see where... Learning that the the journey is the fun part is very important to doing well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, right? If you're, you know, I think if you're so focused on I must win or else, um, then uh, I think that can detract from enjoyment. Now, everybody's a little different, right? Sure. And, and um, you know, so, some folks the level of you know even if they have a high level of stress they're still enjoying it some folks not some folks like it's i don't know it's they 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 have to win or they're not having fun but i don't think that's the best way to to play and i think um especially as we want to grow our community sure um, yeah um 
you know, and it's hard right now, right? Since we're yes. we're not yet, we're not yet at the point where we got much, right? So um, hopefully soon, but um, um, just being uh, enjoying what you're doing and and um, enjoying making a good move, like enjoying when your opponent does something interesting and cool. Sure. Uh, and and okay, well now I have the interesting puzzle of figuring out how do I how do I counter that unexpected event or you know they got that card off in the perfect way and i was really right. trying to not let them do so so how do <laughs> what do i do now right so i assume for the board games that you played that those those games that you got really high with you you've played them before you were able to like get a lot of reps under your belt or even if you were just playing a lot of it for fun you were very familiar with the game you were playing yeah so so the way world board gaming championships works is there's um little over a hundred different events at at the thing. So in each event is a different board game. So, um, you, and there, there's different like color codings. There's green, yellow, and red, uh, red means you have to already be, I'll put an air quotes, an expert, right? Like you have to know all the rules. And if you, um, they they don't put many games in that category, but like it's one of the where it's like you're expected to know not to make super newbie mistakes that like sure. King makes and stuff. But they try not to put many in that category. Um, there's there's a few in green. Green is you show up, you don't have to know how to play the game. They will teach you the game and then wow. you participate. Most of them are yellow, which is you're expected to know most of the rules of the game, but you're not expected to. Um, you know, know the, all the optimal lines or anything like totally. that. So, so most of what I did was the, the yellow stuff. Um, oh, okay. and yeah, like really there was, <laughs> there's really only one game that, uh, at WBC where I really had any realistic chance of, of doing well. <laughs> um, because it's a game that I really enjoy. So I played a bunch called, Race for the Galaxy. Oh yeah, um, love that game. Uh, which, which is a great <laughs> game. Which you and I played actually, right? Yep. At, uh, <laughs> at at KFC, right? And and that's the that's actually I, so I actually won that tournament in twenty nineteen. So how is that different from how you were? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. How is that different from how you were playing in the the Pax Vault Tour with a sealed Keyforge deck? Like you had never seen this deck before. Obviously, you know how to play Keyforge, but you you were casually into it up until this point. So it must have been a very different experience going really far with a sealed Keyforge deck in Pax Unplugged versus like playing Race for the Galaxy, a game that I know how well how good you are at Race for the Galaxy. <laughs> like, what was that like? Well, you're right. It's very different, right? Because yeah, Race for the Galaxy, all the cards are the same every time. Well, mm-hmm. you, there's different expansions, but like if you know the expansion, like you can memorize every card and you know the probability roughly of getting certain types of cards, right? So you can steer yourself in in the right or wrong direction. You mm-hmm. know the relative value of cards because the other cards don't change. So all that. Um, but but. You know, sealed key forge is very different, right? Because totally. you, uh, it's a new dynamic, right? And you're trying to explore the dynamic of your deck, and you're trying to do so really rapidly, right? Because yep. you, you like, you don't get practice games before the tournament, right? You are playing in the tournament with that deck, uh, rock and roll. Now, now, I, I should probably clarify when I say I played casually, like I played a lot. Of Keyforge, 
Um, but I wasn't like going to vault tours. I wasn't going to big events. Right. right? I was playing with, you know, my, my local friends and playing, um, um, you know, with my kids. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I'd played a few games. Like, hey, but I just rolled through. Like, no, no, no. Like I was playing a lot, a lot of Keyforge. (laughs) Yeah. I totally wouldn't put it past you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, um, and that deck was, um, the master of knock burning. If anybody wants to go back and take a look at it, it's a world's collide Brobnar deck. Um, and and so all three of my decks when I opened them they were all Brobnar. Oh uh, no! They all had Brobnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I actually wonder about this sometimes. Like, if one of them didn't have Brobnar, and <gasps> yeah. and this deck is only sixty two SAS, sixty three SAS. I forget. I forget somewhere in there. Oh and like, so imagine I got like a seventy SAS non Brobnar deck right. that just had some decent cards. Like, I probably would have played that. And yeah. probably wouldn't have done as well, right? So, so um, the star alliance in this deck was just so bonkers, right? Like it could, <laughs> uh, as long as they didn't have big board control, I could just set up a a situation where I was just transporter platforming Kirby and Helmsman Spears, cycling all my cards, and basically just play star alliance every turn and just just race out ahead and and win. That sounds and glorious. so, yeah, yeah, it's fun. And and again, back again, back to the casual, but kind of not casual. Like I played enough <laughs> transporter platform to know, like, kind of, sort of what I was trying to do. Now I didn't realize how effective that sure. uh, Star Alliance pod. Oh gosh, pod! I just said pod. Uh, <laughs> how how um, effect? I'm not an alliance, guys. But anywho, um, <laughs> conversation for another day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, you know, just playing that house and rock and rolling in it um, was um, was was something that I had, you know, obviously not played that exact deck before, but I had enough experience with the set to. To, to have a sense of what I was supposed to do and um, and to have a sense that my opponents would try to kill Kirby real quickly. Right. And that I could trick my opponents sometimes into killing Kirby instead of Spears by warding Kirby and mm-hmm. they would funnel all their energy into killing Kirby and then I would just cycle with Spears, cycle, 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 cycle sure. with my double Spears and That's amazing. Get so, back to my Kirby. <laughs> if I remember correctly, was the Pax Unplugged? They had like it. You put you played the top tables the next day, right? Like you got to sleep yeah. on it. So, what was that like? Like showing up after a good night's rest? Like, did you stay up all night practicing? Did you look? Through no. The deck? Did, you, did you enjoy the rest of the convention? <laughs> no, I really didn't do anything the whole convention other than oh, Keyforge no. the Pax Unplugged, which is fine. Like I, I remember it being like. Oh, it's crazy that I got this far. And I just like, you know, uh, so I live in the Philly area. So I took the train home. Oh, my gosh. And like, I remember just sort of thinking to myself, like, well, if I win a game tomorrow, like that's better than I expected. So don't, you know, don't stress like you made it to day two in your first ever Voltor. Like, that's pretty good. 
How familiar um, were you? How familiar were you with the uh, each opponent's decks? Like, did you like hear through the grapevine the kinds no. of things other people were running, or did you like come go in completely blind? No, I w- I was basically blind, so um, I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't have like friends to scout for me. <laughs> Yet. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, now, I mean, obviously now, like I I do, but like, but so like honestly, like um, like some of it was luck, right? Like. And and I, I mean, I was very happy with how I played, but then there was also just moments where there's an Onyx Knight in that deck, Ooh. and um, it just came into my hand at the absolute perfect moment where my opponent had all, uh, I guess, is it odd numbered? Even numbered? Yeah. I forget which one Onyx is. All the wrong <laughs> odd oh, or even, no. and I had all the right ones. So basically, it was a one-sided board wipe. Uh-huh. It, at you know at the top eight game or whatever and and the guy across the table just looked at me and looked at the board and like went oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah like some of those things like and and you know you play well but at the same time especially in sealed like because none of these decks are perfect. You do like I think to win, you do also have to have some good luck in order so to, I love, to get you there. Love how humble you are being because I don't know if you can like like over a span of time, like if we if we go macro here, since then, so since the Philly Vault Tour, you at, at Keyforge Live, you were in the the winning team, right? Yeah, and then at yeah. uh Kansas so City Keyforge, you were at the top table, and then at yeah. um uh, Keyforge celebrations where you you placed high at something, right? No, I actually stunk it up at the celebration, but I did <laughs> the other the other second place that I referenced the other day was so at live. I I won, yeah we won the team event, and then I also came in second in the sealed uh, at Keyforge live. So talk to um, me about those, like especially in the the team situation. So is mm-hmm. the pressure in a team situation higher? Is was it yeah, harder to play? It your is. Role? It okay. is because, because for me at least, because um, I, part of part of me being calm, right? And I do really try to keep myself calm, right? Is that like, look, if I if I lose, like I'm still doing well, and it's only hurting myself, whatever, right? If you're mm-hmm. on a team and you're doing a team thing, it's like, ooh, you don't want to let down your your friends, and um, um, so there was definitely a little more stress there. And and the it was also challenging because in the team event after because I was um, I had played that um, the sealed right and we after the sealed second place we rolled right into the team event and yeah. so I had played day one day two so I was a little bit tired and I remember um, like X Ray and I were debating which uh, if like which of us should do reversal versus which of us should do uh, adaptive oh yeah um, and and um what well, nova did the, the the archon but but um um <clears throat> like i was like well you know i do feel like a little like a little hazy after that big oh, run no. so i'll just i'll just do the reversal the one nobody which, wants the harder one <laughs> like i did because i didn't want to do the chain bidding right because because oh. i was like uh you know that was the thought is like that point would be the the thing that i would be a little fuzzy on and once <laughs> i get into just doing normal key because i'm not a very practiced um adaptive player sure and so um because a lot of still a lot of what I'm playing is one of two places. I'm playing on 
the Archons Corner Discord, which, by the way, you guys should come and join us every Sunday night and every Wednesday night uh, at 8 Central. It's just a bunch of fun folks hanging out, playing uh, playing Keyforge online on TCO. And you and, guys have voice uh, chat, too, right? I think yeah. I've talked to those before. Yep, joking around with each other. And and not everybody jumps in the voice chat. Sometimes we'll have folks that come in that are just sort of listening in. Um, and um, we, I do appear, uh, occasionally encourage them to jump in because I, I feel like sometimes people feel like, oh, these guys obviously know each other and are, you know, joking around like right. old friends who are, you know, give them, giving each other a hard time because they uh, accidentally click shadows when they meant sorry. And, you know, and, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? You know, ah, you know, that uh-huh. sort of thing. But uh <laughs> But, you know, all good natured. Um, but come and join us. Come have fun. Um, anywho, the uh, but it is it, it was for the reversal. Those are long, long games when you're yes. playing top tier reversal. Yes. Because like if, if if you've never played a top tier reversal deck. Thankfully, oh, I have gosh. not. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like it is it is just painful. Every single game goes to time. Right. And maybe somebody has forged a key. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, Like the deck I was playing, I borrowed one of Dr. Sheep's uh, decks, which is absolute poop. <laughs> and and it just it's it, it just has all it, it has a, a point zero point eight expected ember. Ew. All of its ember control hurts hurts yourself. Right. So it's stuff like. um two-sided uh, effervescent principle yeah. and shatterstorm and stuff so like you just can't like you can't and then there's all these phosphorus stars in there that you just have to <laughs> discard and it's right. like like it's like it's rough it is rough and so you played against that multiple i play times. against that but but like i'm playing with equal poop right <laughs> when, so so i'm not i'm not a big reversal fan now uh well i think like a sealed reversal or a very small pool reversal could actually be fun sure but a a top tier quote-unquote format yeah yeah forget it i'm not i don't think top tier reversal is something that is uh, a a type of event i would want to play in so as your team made it all the your team got second place was it or first place no, we we got first place. Nice. So, what was your like your record? Did you do well over the course of that? Yeah, I I, I won all but one game. Oh one my game gosh. was um so so that deck I had described uh, the one round my opponent uh just they just got a good hand right I think they they got a little lucky where they had five um sanctum cards in their starting hand oh, four sure. which were creatures. And so they were just able to reap to the first key before I could like get the situation under control. Sure. And so then it was just one to zero. Like, oh my God. That was it. Like, so that was the game. 45 minutes later, nobody got any more ember. Like, that first key was the different. Like, so it's just. Wow. So did, did, (laughs) was that more or less stressful? Like, at some point, you just have to give up and be like, well, this is what it is so like there's a saying i think like um i think it comes from baseball where if you're a pitcher you have to have amnesia um sure and and where meaning like if you give up a home run right you, oh, you screw yeah. up you, you, you meant to throw the curveball and it just went straight and slow and they just cracked it out of the park you if you let that get into your head yeah. and 
and um, affect your next pitches, then, hey, you didn't just lose the run. You lost the game. So I think I, I think some of that is important when it comes to comes to these events and it's like hey you know you did screw up like you knew they had whatever card and you sort of played the numbers like well they probably don't have their tmtp right now because they just played shadows what's the chance they could still right and they don't have an archive but then of course they have it right and it's like well i knew they had it and i took the risk and it's my own fault and if you if you let them if you let that get to you then um then you're not going to play the next turn right Right. Instead, you have to say, I took a calculated risk, right? If they didn't have TMTP, I was going to have, you know, two turns worth of keys uh-huh. and they weren't going to be able to do much of anything about it. They had just played Shadows. They still have a large amount of deck left. They don't have a a uh, archive like that was probably still the right play. Uh-huh. Depending on your own deck depends on right. If your deck, you know, whatever your deck wants to do but that might have been the right play in the matchup even if it didn't work out sure so you got to say yourself hey i did the right thing it didn't work how do i move forward from here absolutely and it feels like if you know your opponent's deck which is the situation reversal is in it might give you an edge to to having to play a new deck every single round maybe but top tier reversal is just so ridiculous (laughs) like (laughs) Actually, now um, that I think about it, every single time that you've either won something or gotten really, really far, it's been a different format. So I would I would personally consider Kansas City, the event that we went to, a higher tier-ish event simply because the caliber of people and decks that were there yeah. were so high. And wasn't it uh, – you want you got uh, top table at Archon, right? No, it was sealed again. Sealed again? Uh, oh, yeah, it's always been sealed. sealed. <laughs> that's my that's my jam. The seal. That's your mo. I like yeah, it. I yeah, like yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, when we were there and watching you play X Ray, it was I wouldn't call it painful. I just I would just the empathetic side of me didn't want to be either of you. And the, <laughs> the calculations that we saw going across both of your faces, like that, was one of the most intense games I have ever watched being played. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it was a. It was an awesome game. It was one of the best games I've ever played in, and it was um, it was intense. and And I was playing sealed deck. Uh, it's actually quite a high sass. Um, and X Ray was playing a very average deck that had some real burstiness to it. Right. And um, he he got a real good start, and he bursted out to two keys pretty quickly. And I slowed down because I I was like, I, I have lots of tools and I have lots mm-hmm. of good cards, but he is way ahead. And I really need to be careful and control this game in order to stay in it uh, and in order to win. And so I was playing carefully and methodically. And so X-Ray started to see the turn, the tide turn. Yeah, it wasn't DT, but, he, you know, <laughs> he started to see the tide turn, if you will. And um so he started playing slow and carefully because he because he saw the momentum building on my side. I was building up my archive. I was building a good board. Um, um, 
So if and I so, remember correctly, hmm? your deck had a lot of different options to do the same thing, whether it was uh, Amber Control or Board Clears, or when you're in that mindset where you need to not only like start slowing down your opponent, but you also need to make sure you're not clogging up your hand. Like, How do you make the decisions between which option to take and do you keep the other option in your hand or do you hope that they you don't need it again anytime soon and try and draw into a new line of play? Well, so in that it depends on the situation, right? So so in that scenario that I had talked about where he bursted way out ahead really quickly before I could get my pieces online, before I could archive my stuff to then do the big plays. Um I I needed to uh, lean into my Amber control. I needed to not discard stuff that I would normally discard because because um, I was so far behind. Um, but that was a issue because even though I had a relatively high SAS deck, I, I think my expected number was only 13 uh, for that deck. So, so I needed to reap. Yes. So I controlling my hand was very very thoughtful um uh hey build my archives don't pull the archives right like i want the archives don't like as long unless i'm gonna lose don't pull the archives because i need to build up the big turn right and i and i did and i and i did the big thing i pulled out decilis and then i got him killed when uh you know i had a ludo out to to buy me more time right so I, i did all that um but um but i lost i lost that game it came in so I was second place in that that tournament as well. That was that was um, such a that was oh like I said one of the best games I've ever watched. Like I was sweating for you guys. <laughs> yeah, and and so I actually I think this is part of the lesson too. If, if that's what we're doing, lessons. Oh yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> master over here. So it it went to time and uh, time was called, and we both knew it was getting really close, and so we were changing our pace. Yeah, and. I knew that I didn't want to end on Logos, I believe, because I didn't have a Logos board out. I have a bunch of like archiving stuff with Logos, but I had no way to make Ember with Mm. Logos. And so I knew there was not much time left. I was like, I need to call Logos and I need to just play my hand as fast Fast as possible, possible. archive stuff and then pass like like it was do the motions as quickly as possible. That way. Um, I don't care even what I have to call next turn at this yep. point. I just need to not be in logos on my final turn. Wow. Um, and time was called three seconds into my turn. Oh. And so and so I knew I'm in logos. So I stopped. I hadn't like I played like one card. Right. And I knew that at that point there was nothing that I could do now. So if time was called four seconds earlier, I win the uh-huh. game now. Folks listening, you guys might be like, oh my gosh, that might have been the worst. Like, you got screwed by the time rules, blah, 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 you know. And I could think of it that way. However, I also made a big mistake a few turns earlier. And on a, and that's the reason I lost. Uh, even though I would have won with time, or if I had one more turn and it still ended on my turn, I might have still won. Um, because momentum was on my side. I had a bigger board, right? So on and so forth. Um and and so um i <clears throat> i had one infernus in the deck and i knew i needed it for ember control and i had in my head i'm going to try to use it before uh he flips his deck 
and yeah. just the way that it played out, I couldn't. And so um, I have like when you're playing these complex games with all these things, you can't reevaluate every single path, every single turn, every single time. You have to sort of pick and choose which lines you're going to reevaluate. And I sure. just had in my head. If he flips his deck, I know which two of my cards I'm going to purge. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so that's what I did. Because he flipped his deck. I need to take him off. Purge my two cards. Then I go into, okay, I've pruned that branch off the decision tree. I don't need to worry about it. I went into my turn not realizing. Then quickly thereafter was like, oh, shoot. Because he's got upgrades on his guys oh. and a transporter platform. So like, of course I just, it doesn't matter. Suicide, somebody kill doesn't even yes. matter how many guys I got suicide them, burn those upgrades. I just give myself a big advantage. So, um, I didn't reevaluate that decision branch and that's what cost me the game. Not the time. Yes. I lost cause of time or whatever. And, if it had been slightly different, I, I would have won. But no, it was my mistake. You could have clinched that it. lost me the game. Had yep. you done something differently. Wow. Yep. Well, don't beat yourself up too much about it. That was that was such a at that point in the game, like every single decision that you guys both made were so was so consequential. Cause I remember as he was playing, like the amount of time he took to make his decisions, like obviously it's it's Casey, we played him in person. We know how he plays in person, but the mm -hmm. it was so calculated. And the math that he had, the math that both of you had to do, especially him with his transporter platform and the way that he was playing things, like I could not have probably done that myself under that pressure. Yeah, we were we were both very methodical, uh, and and he's a great player. Uh, you know, X Ray is a good good buddy of mine. If you if you listen to the Arcade Corner podcast, <laughs> he's one of our favorite people to to give Punching a hard time uh, on the podcast. Uh, and so, uh, how did um, time add to that? Like, you weren't. Uh, under time pressures in your your PAX games, but it sounds like for your reversal games at Keyforge Live, and then obviously this uh, last game at KC, time was an issue. How did that affect like the different levels of stress you're under while you're playing? Well, I guess at at, at first it doesn't because you're not sure. At least in the sealed rules I've always played with, you're not <laughs> sure what your opponent has, right? right? Or, or you know, you have the gist of it, but you don't because you hear from other folks or you walk by a table or whatever, but you don't know like every single card, right? I, I don't know how I feel about the new look at your opponent's card rules. Like I get what they're right. maybe doing. I'm not even 100% sure they are on purpose doing that. We assume that it's because they're trying to prevent scouting. level the field against team scouting, which... I, I get, but it's, it's, um, I'm on the side I, that that is a, that will be a benefit. And that is probably the, the biggest, if there are any biggest, otherwise only benefit of doing that. I agree with you that I do not like the idea of it's a different skill set to be able to like assume what the opponent has based on the houses they have, but yeah, again, and how they're playing. Right. And, and, and I do think I worry about, um, local play right like i do think they oh. should if they really want to do that rule for tournaments they should make it a hey the tournament organizer has the option to do it one way or another that way i do think it is better for more casual play to not look at your opponent's card and not sure. be like hey the person across me has been playing this game longer they memorize no. more of the cards yeah. i'm a new player i don't yet know like it sure the the 
the experienced player is going to have an advantage, right? I'll have an advantage because I played, you know, oh, you got this chance of having this uncommon, right? But but to know you have the whatever, the graft, right. uh, you know, and oh, you've got a card in your archive there. So I'm just, I have to play like you have it versus the new player. Exactly. That you're not going to have that, right? So, um, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> so time pressure, This you were talking about sealed the way that it used to be. Yep. So um, early on, because you don't really know what they have necessarily, you're it's unclear whether or not you're going to be in that time pressure. Um, uh, sure, sure. Uh, now, if you have a, if you know you have a slower deck, right? You know if you've got a a thirteen expected ember deck, or Master Knockburning has like a nine point something expected ember. Uh huh. Um, you know that hey, I am going to contribute to a slower game. So what is my opponent going to contribute to that? Interesting. Um, yeah, good point. If, if they have a really fast deck, then, hey, it's not an issue. But if they also have a slower deck, and in sealed, right, that's more of a likelihood, right? You're totally. more likely, right, to to have a nine expected ever deck, right? <laughs> you're, not, you're not bringing a nine expected ever deck to Archon, probably. Probably. Um, so, so, um, so that situation could arise, right? Um, and so it it is good. Like you do need to know the rules, and there are, I'm of the camp that there's no good way to do uh, time rules. So uh, I'm not I'm not really in favor of one over the other of the previous versus the new. I think they both have problems, and both have things that are better than the other. So sure. to me, I it's have- a Net I have very strong opinions about that, but obviously they are for reasons outside of the the rules themselves. But yes, no, I can totally see what you're saying, and I've seen what other mm-hmm. people have brought up about them. I do think it attempts to fix something, especially oh, yeah. attempts to fix what you experienced at KC. Yeah, and and um, it might have helped me there. Um, it's trade offs, right? There's no, yeah. I I really don't know of a perfect of, of a perfect way to do it. So so like I never end the game. I don't think it's a bad way to do it. So yeah, <laughs> there you well, <laughs> or the or the Wookiees, uh, just it's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> or or then we were joking around that uh, both players should just lose. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> That's yes. not really conducive to like you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but. Uh, um, especially in a sealed environment where you can't control a deck you're bringing, but right. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think it's better when you can't see the clock. Um, sure. now that might be more stressful or some, but I, I think that creates better gameplay and you like have a sense that you're running low on time, but you're not like, I have 12 seconds to do this thing. I couldn't um, agree more when I can yeah. see a clock that cr- makes me crazy stressed out. I usually choose not to face it if available. And mm-hmm. when time is called, like, if time is called on my turn, like I immediately stop playing at the speed I was playing before. I will just take a deep breath and be like, sure. so both you and I, like verbally to my opponent, both you and I know that at this point, the amount of time that we have left is infinite because it's just my turn. And then you finish, you, you have one whole turn. So I am no longer going to play at the speed that I've been playing for the past since they called five minute warning. Yep. Yep. Totally. Totally. Yeah. By the way, you have to face the clock, even if you're not going to look at it, because your opponent will have an advantage if they look at the clock, which is why they shouldn't have the clock. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So the, the, having a visible clock, I think, is actually the is very bad. Um, that is unfair. Because it, Good point. 
it encourages it, right? Because it's, e- it's going to be easier, almost always easier for one player over another to see. And I think it encourages, um, it encourages a bad play is not the way to say it. it encourages, even I would be encouraged to do something, I think, that like I, I, I wouldn't want to do from like a sportsman or sports sure, person sportsmanship perspective. Yeah. And like, I, I don't like, even though I'd be like, no, 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 I'm just going to do the right thing. Like, your instinct like you is get like, in your head, right? You get in your head. It doesn't matter if I go fast, like this like turn because of 15 seconds yeah. left. Knowing you have that yeah. 15 seconds left is just like, you can't unknow that when you're right. already ending your turn to yep. try and just get it done within those 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so any last thoughts on, on playing under pressure, all of these times that you have successfully played under pressure and have felt that over and over again and come out the other side, either with a win or just with a really well-played game. Any last tips or tricks or takeaways? Just try to have fun, right? Like this game is, this game's fun. That's why we got, (laughs) that's why we play it, right? And it's fun to try to work hard to win. It's fun to um, do various aspects. And I think that's why different players actually like different things. I love sealed because I love playing different decks, right? I, I, um, you know, I would be surprised if I ever won in like a big Archon event just because I I historically haven't been as excited to do like a hundred reps with a yeah. deck as some people are. Yep. Like I've never I don't have any decks that I've done a hundred reps with. And <laughs> and so that will give it a little bit of advantage, even if you know, even if I've got decks I like and I think I can do well with. Um I, I I enjoy just opening new decks and playing them a bunch. And I enjoy grabbing a deck that is goofy. Like, ooh, that's a weird sting deck with this weird trick that's hard ooh. to do. I'm going to play that a bunch of times and see how <laughs> often I could do the trick. Like, like stuff like that. Like, I, I enjoy that. And that really helps me for Sealed, where I'm like, well, look at this goofy thing that's in here that nobody would actually try to do an Archon. But in Sealed, I'm going to do this thing, right? That's awesome. So, Find why you like the game and focus on that and don't focus as much on like I must win in order to be fulfilled, right? Totally. Have the trying to win and and, uh, be the fulfilling part. Absolutely. Well, that's a fantastic, fantastic lesson. And we cannot end an episode of Help from Future Self without the titular segment. Help from Future Self. Self. All right, Drazcore, I hear you have one for us today. Yes, yes, I do. And and maybe I have kind of two, like a fake one and a real one. Is that okay? <laughs> Perfect. Love it. All right. All right. So so I'll start with a fake one. How about that? So um although actually maybe now that I'm talking out loud, maybe I could turn this into a real one. So uh, I recently traveled out to California and uh, my sister lives out there north of San Francisco. And um so I mentioned in the ABR Discord, Ancient Bear Republic Discord, bunch of Californians and and folks out there. Uh, hey, I'm going to be out that way, and uh, you know, north of San Francisco or whatever. And and Joe, Joe from ABR, he pinged me. He's like, "Hey, where north of San Francisco? Because that's where <laughs> I am." And so it turns out he's uh, roughly 15 minutes from where my sister lives. And so. Um, and so uh, I was like, oh, yeah, we should totally meet up. So we ended up meeting up uh, at a coffee shop and jamming some woe games Whoa, and, amazing. and having a good time there. That sounds so, fantastic. Oh, it was awesome. Right. And so 
maybe maybe if I turn this into a real, I'll tell you why it's fake in a moment. But if I turn it into a real help for future self, hey, if you're going to visit somewhere and you're gonna go and um, hang out, be be there for a bit, and you have you know you have a little time to do something, like maybe chat around the Discord, see like, hey, does anybody live around here? I'm gonna be in this area. I'm gonna bring my you know Wodex and hey, oh my maybe God, you'll I love that find idea. That's a keyforge friend. Yeah. Dude, that's genius. I absolutely love that idea. Like I um, had a work trip a couple of years ago. It was before the pandemic. I had a work trip in California and I, I, I literally did the same thing. I've never thought to use it as a help from future self. That's amazing. There you go. And, and the fake part of it was um, so I took this picture of Joe and I playing, playing some woe uh, in this coffee shop and uh, I posted it in the ABR discord. And so <laughs> Mark H, he <laughs> he noticed that in the background there's this uh somewhat crazy looking <laughs> old man that has a actually pretty similar haircut and facial <laughs> facial uh hair beard and hair that, to me. And so he's like he he cuts that picture out and throws it and he's like son is that you and i'm like oh my gosh i think it's my help it must be my future self come back to help me but i look for a little worse for wear than i do on the card art and so then mark made a time traveler card of me smirking and this 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 poor guy future in this coffee shop <laughs> yes being a shock from future self is what he named it oh my god um, i love it and so and you if- could go check that out in the off-topic channel of the ABR. Or I think I actually mentioned this in Archon's Corner also. So I think I threw it over on the live show uh, chat, AC live chat, if you're in the Amazing. AC. Amazing. Oh, I'm looking if- at it right now, yeah. and it is yeah. beautiful. It is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess awesome. maybe that is my help from future self. Is go When you're going to go somewhere, reach out to some Keyforge friends, and I bet you... Well, it depends on where you're going, but hey, there might be somebody there who's going to jam some games with you and and, uh, have a good time. Totally. Absolutely. That's a great one. So we are on Discord. Help from Future Self. Link in the show notes. You can find me on Discord and TCO is SC Steel. Drazcore, where can people find you and, and what do you got going on? So I am Drazcor in uh, all over the discords and uh, I obviously spend a lot of time on Archon's Corner Discord, but I'm also an ABR captain. So I spend some time there too. Um, if you're like, if, <laughs> if you're on the ABR Discord, you're like, who's this choke show guy? <laughs> so like, cause like we mentioned, I've had a few second places now. And so the Wookiee decided he needed to change my name to choke show and uh because i keep not not winning is what he, he's he's telling me i'm like well what place have you come in sir <laughs> yeah right seriously how much um, pressure has he played under <laughs> <laughs> right right so it's a bit of a joke now so uh, you can see me over there uh as well in the archons corner discord but uh yeah we we record live uh every thursday night at what i guess what's 8 30 central time so you can come in and chat with us while we're while we're recording and whatnot and uh, i'm always i'm always happy to chat with folks about keyforge awesome amazing and thank you so much again for coming on and chatting with me i've, I've wanted to have you on for a long time this is amazing perfect this is a lot of fun sydney awesome well we will be back next week with another episode of help from future self until then stay forging happy forging everybody yeah.